0: Welcome to Strange Darkness Radio, where we take you on a journey into the unknown and explore the darkest corners of the human experience. I'm Sky, the AI voice of the show, and I'm excited to introduce your hosts, Bobby Washington and Carolyn Gray. Together, they will be your guides through the eerie and unsettling tales that lurk in the shadows. From ghosts and hauntings to cryptids and extraterrestrials, we cover it all. So get comfortable... Turn down the lights, and prepare yourself for a journey into the macabre. It's time for Strange Darkness Radio.
1: Welcome to another episode of Strange Darkness Radio. This is your host, Carolyn Gray. I'm here with special guest, Melanie Aguirre Bobby will not be joining us today for this episode He's going to take a little break and he is entrusting me to run this episode by myself So I am super excited. It's gonna be an amazing episode. We have an amazing guest and um, I'm very excited to introduce our guest Melanie Melanie is a hypnotherapist and healer She runs two YouTube channels uh, one called quantum disclosure project and the other one is Starseed Solutions. So please, if you're interested, everyone go check her out, she's amazing. Melanie went through a transformation in her life, discovering the power of her psyche and intuition, and was able to heal herself through spiritual practices. This is how she first became involved in quantum hypnotherapy and began her personal practice. By using Dolores Cannon's teachings and quantum hypnotherapy, Melanie has been able to heal herself and others by accessing her higher self and using spirit guides and the power within each of us and the universe. She has helped many people to answer questions about themselves, their past lives, their purpose, and she has given them the ability to heal themselves by using the power of their minds. Through a conduit, Melanie is able to speak to spirit guides and access the Akashic Record a record of everything that has ever happened in the universe. And she has spoken to such spirits as Akhenaten and others. Melanie, it is so great to have you on our show. I am extremely excited. I can't wait to get into this subject with you. And um, could you start out by just telling our audience a little bit about yourself, how, you know, your journey, how you discovered hypnotherapy, and yeah, how did you first uh, get into this stuff?
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me as a guest. And oh. I'm very excited to be here as well and to discuss my and share my story and how how I can help other people in their own ways too. Yes. So for me, um, I I wasn't always a hypnotherapist before I found hypnosis, I actually was a uh, Reiki practitioner. And I also was a full time massage therapist. And okay. so um, as time kind of un- like developed around the that particular profession of massage therapy I realized I hated it and <laughs> it made me very miserable so it even got to the point to where I was looking for other routes and paths to take as far as natural healing just cuz I was so unhappy with you know not only just touching people I didn't know but <laughs> mainly because I learned that I was so sensitive, like hypersensitive, that when I was touching these people for these extended amount of time, that I would start to take on their their stuff. So I was absorbing their their
1: energy and taking it home with you. Oh wow!
2: Yeah. So and it wasn't just energetic; it was physically. So I could even feel what was going on specifically in their body, where it was, how it felt, the shape the exact feeling. Um, And so and then as time went on, as I was a massage therapist, I realized, as I was touching these people, um, I was picking up things about these people that I didn't think I should have really knew, you know, I was picking up things about, you know, things that were going on in their life, such as grief, or if they lost somebody uh, through passing most recently, and I never mentioned it to clients um but it just kind of made me not want to do the job or profession um so that's when i asked the universe for a different path and um so i was opening myself to like routes of like acupuncture but i didn't want to go through the education um i thought it would be too hard and even though i was interested in it i didn't really have a passion for it so i looked into chiropractor um, I was very interested in that, but I could not find a school near me and I didn't want to relocate at the time. So as time went on, you know, there were certain people in my life that told me, you should be a hypnotherapist. And I completely blew it off, which is something that I regret. But now that I look back, those were messages from the universe to say, hey, you should, why don't you try looking Go this way? And so I blew it off by saying, I don't believe in that stuff because Mm -hmm. I only knew hypnosis as like stage hypnosis or um, conversational hypnosis um, and like Like entertainment or to get rid of smoking sensations. (laughs) Right. So that's, I blew it off for that reason. And I didn't think that I would benefit from it. But then as time went on, I was put in a placement of car accident, and I was seriously injured, uh, and I was T-boned, and from there, I was permanently disabled from the waist down with permanent nerve damage, and that, I couldn't do massage therapy. I couldn't, I couldn't, there's no way I had Sharp shooting pains down my low back and into both of my legs, down to my toes, Dang. and I couldn't I couldn't walk without feeling pins and needles or feeling that like hot water or cold freezing water sensation down your legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, sleeping was absolutely miserable. Using the restroom was miserable. Um, going grocery shopping was miserable riding in the car was miserable, everything. I just felt pure suffering with and I was completely unhappy. And that was probably the hardest part is because I was about 29. And the doctors, they they tried everything, you know, I went through physical therapy, massage therapy, acupuncture. Um, I tried going to the gym to strengthen my core. I tried just, you know, different everyday exercises to try to build my own strength, but it just got worse. You know, it's instead of it just being at my waist down to my toes, it started actually going from my waist up my back and it was starting to reach my upper back. And so to the point where I couldn't even move out of bed, you know, if I moved an inch in the morning. I was in tears. And so it would take me about at least 10 minutes to get out of bed. And that's just to sit up and put my feet on the floor. And then once I did that, I had to get through the sensations of the pins and needles and uh, then getting the circulation in my feet. And So the the physical was, things you were doing to try to heal
1: yourself were actually just making you worse. Yes. That's interesting. Yeah. And then um, so you were in your car accident. You were dis- disabled or you were paralyzed from the waist down?
2: It was uh, considered permanently disabled. It was okay. a permanent nerve damage. And so I did have handicap placards right. and um, I tried to get disability, but I was, you know, declined for that. Yeah. They said I was too young and I that I didn't need it. And so... Yeah. Any excuse um, they can use. It, it was very confusing to me. And so that's what that's what made me feel kind of stuck is because I didn't understand why I was permanently disabled at that age when I knew I shouldn't have been. I was like, no, this can't be right. Like this is, this is not happening. And that was my mindset. Mm -hmm. I didn't believe it. It was, I felt it. I was living it, but I, a part of me was just like, no, this can't be right. There's got to be a way.
1: Yeah. No, I understand that. And then, um, so you were, you were disabled. You, it sounds like you were in a pretty bad place. Um, emotionally, mentally, what actually got you or what actually led you to be open-minded about hypnotherapy? What was the, that push? Yeah.
2: So I think when I got to the bottom of the barrel of suffering, when I was <laughs> completely at my end of crying every day and being a hundred percent miserable and, mm-hmm just not wanting to wake up, you know, not wanting to, to go to the store, not wanting to drive because it just hurts so much. And then, so I got to the point where it's like, okay, if these doctors aren't going to help me, then I'm going to go help myself. And so that's typically the person I am. If like, if I can't find assistance, i am just going to do it myself. And so for me, I really just directed my mindset and I was already meditating heavily at that time. And I was deep into my Reiki practice, which was also interesting because I also tried Reiki and psychic surgery to help with clearing this energy and, you know, whatever it was, but that didn't even help. And so, I mean, it helped, but it didn't help. Mm-hmm. And so by this point, I just told the universe, you know, I've I've got to help, I've got to, help myself figure out a way to heal this if if they can't yeah. and so once i've just opened myself to that i was just patient because i was already in communication with my spirit guides and i knew healing was possible i just had to kind of wait for that moment to walk into my life and so i was actually on youtube and I had seen a regression, past life regression video of somebody that was regressing this gentleman, and he was talking about the new earth and his role, how he was assisting humans through this great awakening and, you know, assisting them on the ship and wherever they need to go. And now some people are still asleep and not even realize this is going on. Right. And so... To me, this is the first time I had ever heard anything like this, but I was open to it because I had already been educated on Bashar, and so I knew extraterrestrials and spirit guides and healing, and so I knew all of so this So you already was-
1: believed in, like, past lives and, you know, spirit guides right. and higher self and all that stuff. You just you just weren't necessarily into hypnotherapy yet, like you didn't know right. about that part.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. definitely. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, And so from there, I saw that video on YouTube. And it resonated so deeply that I felt I wanted to do that. I didn't know what that was, but I wanted to do what she was doing. mm -hmm. And I had no idea that there was healing capabilities. And so when I went, looked into that further, which so happened to be Dolores Cannon's quantum healing hypnosis technique. Yeah, I went to the website, checked it out, I saw the testimonials. And then I realized, oh, this is what I want to do. And then I thought to myself, well, if this is what I want to do, I would like to see what it can do for me first. And so that thought really wasn't for me at first. It was for the collective. Like it was for just for me being interested in the path and career and the topic and subjects. Right. And that's what really guided me towards that. And then I didn't, I didn't know I was walking into like this amazing self journey, self healing. Yeah. Yeah. And and with that, through that, with my first session, I was able to discover why I went through that car accident and um why, you know why that happened, mainly. And so, through that, I was able to heal myself. And my body healed itself from the car accident. So, within minutes, I could feel the nerves which had shifted. since the car was hit on the right side, everything in my body shifted to the left. So my nerves and my legs were, to the left and not the right where they were supposed to be and um that's why the doctors couldn't find anything wrong with me it's because on the MRIs and x-rays everything looked normal because the nerves looked fine right. they were just on the right wrong path you know it's just like me like well i looked fine but i was just living the wrong path and so when i learned that that purpose and reason for the a car accident which was my higher self said she wasn't supposed to be a massage therapist she was supposed to be a hypnotherapist and that's. so you when needed I a, a literal push to get you like you needed to be
1: shocked awake to get you onto the right path basically like a
2: yeah a challenge and, then I, <laughs> and I heard it and then i got it and i said okay wow. and then once i said okay my body healed itself which wow. probably took maybe a minute or two but um, it was painful. There were, of course, nerve twinges, uh, but I knew it was for, for a good thing. It was healing, and um, it took my body about two years to rebuild my core strength and muscle mass back because I had lost the weight. I mean, I'm already skinny, <laughs> and you know, at that time, I I was immobile, so I wasn't keeping up with, with my natural size and
1: all that natural weight
2: i know so and i already have a hard time gaining weight i'm so tiny so (laughs) uh, but it was it was quite the experience and after that session i signed up for the for that QHHT course about two days later i started my journey as a hypnotherapist then and that was in uh the fall of 2018.
1: okay wow so it's interesting because it seems like even before all this stuff before your accident before um you know your first session you were always kind of a healer i mean you were into reiki you were a massage therapist you were thinking about acupuncture and chiropractic so you always had that healing kind of energy about you and it sounds like you always wanted to help people with that um but can you so can you tell me a little bit about your first session your very first hypnotherapy session and how you healed yourself and actually before I, we get into that i'm sure you've heard of edgar casey right yeah. um I re- i've read a couple of his uh, biographies but the thing that i find so interesting is there was a time for anyone who doesn't know edgar casey was a prophet and a healer much like melanie and uh, i think he lived late 1800s early 1900s and um How he discovered his abilities was very similar to your story, actually, because he had something wrong with him. Um, He lost his voice. There was something wrong with his throat and no doctor could figure it out. No one could figure it out. And he actually lost the ability to speak for like a few years. And then I believe he went to a therapist and he went under hypnotherapy and it wasn't on purpose. I believe it was by accident. But during this hypnotherapy therapy session, the therapist actually commanded him to heal himself And there were witnesses in the room, I think his wife was there and his family, and they witnessed his body, his throat became bright red as if his body was literally sending all the blood to his throat. And then, you know, it looked like it was doing something for a minute. And when he came out of that session, he could speak again, he was healed. And so to me, it's not far fetched that your mind would be able to heal your body it's just not. I mean, your brain connect. Your brain controls everything in your body. Your mind controls your brain. So why not? Why couldn't you do that? I mean, I I completely believe in all of this stuff. I I don't just believe in it. I know it. But um, <laughs> but anyways, to so to get back to you, could you tell me about your first session and what you experienced and how you were able to heal yourself, if you don't mind? Or
2: sure. And that's kind of like to to jump off what you were saying is that. You know, it's the mind, body, and spirit. And so exactly. we are literally just energy, energy and matter. Yeah. And without that energy and matter, um, you know, like, what do you really have? But when you add the right. spirit, you know, then you've got consciousness, then you've got the ability to make choices and decisions and free will. And that's, that's (laughs) that's where the power is, you know, when the Anunnaki created human, they told human, you even have the power and ability to be more powerful than us. And so it really all is within the mind. And if you're open and if you just trust the process, Anything is possible because it's us that puts those limits and blocks on ourselves. You know, right. that's the fear. Um, yeah. You know, when people say, oh, what if it doesn't work? Or um, if, if someone comes in for a regression and, uh, you know, the point is to lay there and close your eyes and just kind of follow... The, the session as it unfolds. But some people will actually just open their eyes and sit up and say it's not working. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, you've got to give it that chance, you've got to give it that time. And um, mm. you have to want to have that curiosity to look further and deeper within, and no matter what subject or topic that could be. And what's neat about the hypnosis is that you can heal pretty much anything on a mental, emotional, personal, physical and spiritual level. Mm -hmm. So if you're here and you feel asleep and you're just wondering what the heck is going on around me, you know, it's, it's for anybody. It's for anybody that just needs to be woken up or needs guidance to, um, their current personal struggles. Um, they can also use it for, you know, deep diving into deeper, topics such as ancient hidden knowledge or their own soul origins Mm. and their purpose and their mission. And so there's really a lot that you can do with it. And, you know, and so I, I think it's us that you're, you're the key, you're the key and I, and, and whenever someone comes in for a session, I don't want to say that I'm doing the healing for them. I'm just the tool that assists them so that they can get comfortable enough and so that they are open and aware to this exciting process and experience, very interesting experience, because you never know where it's going to go. And that's what's special about everybody's session and that it's so unique. Every session is different. It's never going to be the same. So if you go in the second time or third time, it's going to be different uh, because... It's just like having a conversation with someone on the phone you know it's never going to be the same but with my session when i went in i of course we went through this interview of you know her just getting to know me and what my intentions were and what i'd like to get out of this session and by the time the session came i was completely open to To whatever would happen, and that was the point. Is because I wanted to be healed. I wanted to see what could happen. What is possible? Right, you were open to it, and I was already open and ready because I was tired of suffering. I was tired of (laughs) crying every day, and I was tired of just having to ask for help. I couldn't even work a part time of a part time job, (laughs) so I was tired of stuck being home. And um, I wanted to go hiking again. I wanted to be in nature and to to really just I wanted to, I was ready to listen and I think that's also the key because if you come in with questions but you're not ready to listen
1: yeah what's then the you're point
2: not, yeah. you're what's the point so
1: um
2: but I was ready to listen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay so we're just going to take a little break right now we'll be right back
0: you're listening to strange darkness radio Where we bring you the creepiest and most fascinating stories from the world of the paranormal, conspiracy theories, and everything strange. Stay tuned as we take a short break, but don't go too far, because we have more spine tingling tales to come. Strange Darkness Radio will be back in just a few moments. Attention podcasters. Are you ready to unlock the full potential of your audio recordings? Look no further than G.I.K. Acoustics, now proudly affiliated with Strange Darkness Radio. Introducing the ultimate solution for impeccable sound quality on your podcast or studio, brought to you by G.I.K. Acoustics, in partnership with Strange Darkness Radio. Say goodbye to unwanted background noise, and hello to a professional audio experience. With GIK Acoustics, you can ensure that every word you speak resonates with clarity and power. Their expertly designed sound panels, bass traps, and diffusers are meticulously crafted to create an acoustic environment that captivates your audience like never before. Visit our affiliate link on our Facebook fan page or find it in our show notes to access this exclusive collaboration. By harnessing the power of GIK Acoustics in partnership with Strange Darkness Radio, you can unlock a world of acoustic excellence for your podcast. GIK Acoustics in partnership with Strange Darkness Radio. Embrace the darkness and let your voice shine. Now let's get back to Strange Darkness Radio.
1: Um, okay, we're back. And Melanie, I just wanted to kind of get back into what you were discussing before. So what I've always been curious about hypnotherapy myself. I want to I want to do past life regressions and I want to do hypnotherapy, but I feel like for some reason I feel blocked. I feel like I'm just not able to go under. I'm not able to relax. And I don't know why, because I am open and I'm willing and I'm so into this stuff but like you just, you were just saying, it's for anyone. Anyone can do it. Everyone can do it. So, what advice would you give to someone like me, who's like kind of curious, who wants to do it, but isn't sure if it's going to work? Or, you know, what do you tell people when they come in for their very first session and they don't know what's going on? Or just how would you explain the whole process to someone who doesn't know anything about it?
2: Right. Well, first I would ask. I would ask, like, what? Like, if you feel nervous, you know. Mm-hmm. If you'd feel <laughs> nervous about that session and why you'd feel nervous. And then, so it would kind of just go into this conversation of, of trying to find out why, like it's why like you're therapy feeling session. that way. <laughs> and so, um, that is also very important to figure out the why is because we also want to figure out the why, and that's why we're here is to figure out why, why do you fill that block or why do you feel nervous or what do you. Unconsciously afraid to see, you know. Um, that's another mm-hmm. thing. You know, some people say, "Oh, I'm open. I'm ready to see anything," but there's some stuff that could show up, and you're like, "Oh, I completely forgot about that." Because sometimes events will show up from people's lives that were from childhood, like trauma. They, yeah, tra- trauma can show up depending on the topic and what you want. You know what your questions' and intentions are. Mm-hmm. Um, anything can show up, but typically, it's always for your uh, highest self and benefit for yourself and for for those healing intentions because in order to get through that healing, you need to see, see what was going on. And we also look at the Akashic Records and so other past lives, other lives, as we say. Um, Traumatic events could show up in other lives. You know, you could have been shot in the back. You know, you could have right. died in a war. Right. You could have been in the German Holocaust. You could have drowned. Um, you so know, so there fear. are those things that's, that.
1: That's show very up. interesting. So it's fear
2: that holds you back, even if you're
1: not aware of it. It could be that you're. Yeah, you know, it's hesitant. an
2: underlying fear somewhere, and huh. um, that could be that could be anywhere within the body. You know, it could be an energetic feeling, um, you know, and it could be a, the, in your held in your back somewhere or held in an organ. Uh, for example, someone had come into the office and they had grief and anger. And so as we know, with grief and anger, with time, if you don't let that go, as well as any energetic upset, anger, it's just gonna turn into cancer. Mm-hmm. And so over time, that energetic, say you, say you feel so much anger, it makes you sick to your stomach. This mm-hmm. is an example. So you feel so much anger, you feel sick to your stomach with this person in your life, and you just can't let it go, you can't stop thinking about it, and over time, this energetic ball in your stomach—it's just going to harden, and it's just going to become more dense. And over time, it could it could show up as a tumor, it could show up as uh, pancreatic cancer, as an ulcer, um, just as a, like a stomach ache that won't go away.
1: And that makes so, perfect
2: sense. Yeah, Yeah. and and it does. And so that's for example of how we can hold on to energies and how it can affect our bodies long term. And so if you are open to looking at that anger, that grief with that person or why it started, when it started, it could have happened in another life. You know, it could have been ancestral. It's not, it could have, it's, it's probably not even yours. Or it can be a contract cycle that you two have come into this life to complete. and it's it's your lesson and role to to take power back and take your boundaries back and to step in that and to heal yourself. And so it's all for a reason, and to not be stuck into that like victimized mode of mindset because I've been there too. I've had, I have much trauma in my life. And so I I felt the anger, I felt the grief, I felt, you know, the betrayal and the shame. And so it's all feelings that if we don't address, and if we don't look at, it can just prohibit ourselves and limit ourselves. And, um, that could be with any type of feeling. And so any type of energy, and once we really look at the root of that energy, um, It's like going outside and picking the weeds. You know, it's just, you know, let's look at the root, pick the root, and let's get rid of it. And that's what's neat about hypnosis is that it'll show you. So if it's something that happened in another life, for example, um, your higher self or spirit guides will show you that scene just like a movie. Mm -hmm. And you can experience that. And then that's when you can feel that and acknowledge it and appreciate it, love it, and really give thanks to it because it's a lesson and it teaches us something. And then once we can get past that, we heal ourselves and that makes us stronger and it makes us um, more open to living our lives more freely because a lot of people get blocked in their throats and so they can't speak, just like you said, Edgar Casey, mm-hmm. You know, it circles back to that and it's, it is about self-healing and um, an extension with that throat healing I have actually worked with somebody just through Reiki healing and worked with their throat and after I had worked with that person's throat and they were able to release that blocked energy from the throat after that that person's voice was stronger and more clear really? and so we don't realize we don't realize these blocks but they really are you know, they're there, whether they're small or or big. Yeah, um, that
1: struck a chord with me, what you said earlier, because I've, you know, we've all got trauma. We've all got things we've been through. But um, like I said, I've always been interested in hypnotherapy, but something's been holding me back. And I literally never thought of that before. It's because I don't want to face my demons. I don't want to face the things. I, I tend to push things away when they upset me. Right. I'm just one of those people. I don't like to deal with stuff ever. And, um, that that's completely it. I mean, nail on the hammer on the nail or whatever that phrase is. It's, it's fear. It's my fear is blocking me from taking that next step because I don't want to face those things. And, um, what would you what would your advice be for me or someone like me? I mean, is it is it traumatic to go through that and and see those things and have to experience those things? Is it is it healing? Is it always positive or could there be negative repercussions from trying to take that step too early or like how do you know?
2: <laughs> those those are all really good questions. Um you definitely have to be prepared um for what you see and especially for the things that you thought you were once gone those memories that were shoved under the (laughs) mat for many years you know those are the things that can come up and then and it's a trigger you know I mean something like that could keep you up at night after a session you I never really know how it's going to go for a client afterwards um but for me I really think it's great to have a, a therapist or a spiritual coach or, um, or somebody that can assist you after your session. And that's why I always like to offer my own services mm-hmm. after a session. I tell everybody that if they have any questions, um, or even if they need someone to listen to the recording with, or um, if anything comes up at any point, they're more than welcome to call me and talk to me. Um, or if even if they want to meet up for coffee and just have a discussion about, about that. Because it really does, it's it's like opening up a new a new treasure chest or a new closet door. Right. There's gonna be more stuff in there. And anytime you have a session, it's always going to do that. It's gonna bring up more questions because you're gonna learn more about yourself, um, more about your origins, more about your mission, more about your journey, uh, more about that healing. Um, if somebody wants to communicate with someone that's passed away, that is very possible. And so, for example, um, instead of going to a psychic medium and asking to speak with your grandmother or father, etc., you can actually see your loved one through a regression and hold them, ask them questions, get their answers and responses, and uh, they are also very gentle in that time, and they they do give their love and and people do feel their energy, so. It's it's fascinating and it's amazing what you can do with it. But you're right; it is all just power of the mind, being ready, being open, and being willing to to look at that. Because if you if you say you're willing to heal, then you really do need to push aside your self judgment. You need to push aside um, like any ego or spiritual ego that you might have um because we all we all judge ourselves we all feel shame we all feel guilt we all feel alone we all feel um like we don't have anybody to talk to mm-hmm. but when reality we just need to start talking to each other you know how many times have you been somewhere standing in line and nobody's talking to each other People don't even like to look at each other, you know. They don't. They don't <laughs> so want to talk to anybody. They just want to be on their phone, <laughs> and that's why we feel so disconnected. It's because our energy is within social media or within the news, and so it's right all the distractions. It, right, and then it creates this division where we're afraid to talk to each other. You know, oh, don't <laughs> talk to me; I might get sick. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and and you got to get to a point where you're, you know, you just got to drop all. bs and really get down to that healing and it is the darkness it's you know it's the dirty parts of healing that you know it's not satisfying but it is rewarding to get through and to push through mainly and to learn how to integrate that healing process within your current life because when you start healing and when you start putting your focus towards those positive intentions with where you want to be in your life, Mm -hmm. like creating boundaries or um, say you really do wanna change paths. You know, you really have to put that energy and mindset towards that and stop caring about what other people think. You have to stop thinking about, you know, what they're gonna say or if they're gonna care or not. And I think that's also really important is because we also feel and limit ourselves even on social media, even with our friends, even with our family, we, in in some way with somebody, we feel like we can't share that part of ourselves. And so this is an opportunity to really dive in and look at yourself and connect with yourself and be open to looking at those things within yourself, you know, because you are the only person you have in this life when it really comes down to it you know, you really just have yourself and your own experience. And, you know, we come into this world alone, I guess you could say, and we and we leave alone, as you could say. But, you know, the soul never dies, it's eternal. And it's, it's all about the experience. And so I really think that when we open ourselves to that experience and lesson, um, it can really transform the mind, body and spirit and so that it brings anybody to where they want to be and and when they want to be there it's all up to them the end
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know you're amazing to talk to like trust me talk say, keep going but um that's
2: I am... all I want to be safe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay then we're done no but um i'm with you girl i mean i <laughs> I always say that I think that people were smarter than us back, you know, hundreds of years ago, thousands of years ago, because they were more connected with real things. They were connected with each other. They were connected with the earth, with the sky, with the stars. they were they were present. And now we all have so many distractions and we're all so materialistic. and we all we care about is stuff. We care more about stuff than people and and real things. So and I even catch myself. I mean, I can be pretty antisocial. Sometimes I don't mean to be, but I can be. And um, it's unfortunate, I think we all do need to kind of practice being in the moment, being present, and just not caring about stupid things, caring about what's real and what matters. And like you said, we're all on our own personal journey. And that's what we should all be focusing on is just bettering ourselves and helping each other and bettering each other. But um, to get to get back to what you were saying a second ago, and then we're gonna take another short break, um, I think it's really amazing that you do follow up with your clients. That's actually really comforting for me to know that if I was going to do a therapy, a hypnotherapy session with you, you would make yourself available afterwards to kind of discuss it. Like you're not just going to, you know, show me some traumatic thing and I'm going to have some, you know, big breakthrough in my hypnotherapy session and then, okay, bye, you know, never talk to you again. (laughs) So I think that's really nice. That's um, incredible that you do that and you offer that support. But um, we are going to take another short
0: break, and we will be right back. You're listening to Strange Darkness Radio, where we bring you the creepiest and most fascinating stories from the world of the paranormal, conspiracy theories, and everything strange. Stay tuned as we take a short break, but don't go too far, because we have more spine-tingling tales to come. Strange Darkness Radio will be back in just a few moments.
1: Okay, we're back, and um, Melanie, I wanted to get into some other sort of questions for you. So, you've already kind of touched on it, but do you have any sort of, I don't know, any good stories of sessions that you've been through personally? Have you ever seen past lives of yours, or have you ever brought someone else? I know you can't give me any, like, personal information or details, but...
2: it's limited but yes keep going with your question.
1: Well yeah just is there any like big ba- breakthrough that you've had with someone or like some sort of you know information you've received during a session with someone else or during one of your sessions that was like you know wow that's amazing just any any good stories?
2: <laughs> yeah there's plenty and that's probably the hard part is trying to pick trying to find one few, yeah. or you know, just a few because there's there's a hatful of Amazing sessions, and everybody has their own amazing session in their own way. Right. Um, and as far as my own personal sessions, we could start there. Um, when I first had my session, I, of course, saw other lives, uh, right. other lives I've lived, past lives. And so the very first thing that I came to was a scene in Egypt. And in Egypt, I was a god and I was standing there um, with a staff and while other, I guess you would call the slaves were working and building the pyramid. Mm -hmm. And so I felt this feeling that everybody was scared of me and that they didn't have a reason to be, but they were scared of me. Mm -hmm. And so as we go through the session, I learn who I am. And through that session, I learned that I was an essence of Anubis. And so through that regression, I was able to look at a little bit more of my role and what I did. And I've also had two other sessions, separate sessions. And I also go back as Anubis in those sessions as well. So it's really interesting because I see I go back to the embalming room or where, you know, I would say they did like the autopsies,
0: um,
2: organ removal, and uh, weighed the heart. And I saw where I slept and I saw um, different friends that I had. Were you a physical
1: being in those incarnations or were you more, were you a spirit? I know that the Egyptians, I believe that the egyptians kept records and i believe that they were true and they did say that their their gods were their pharaohs or their pharaohs were their gods um so you know maybe thousands and thousands of years ago people were different maybe there was different entities that were kind of between a human and a and a spirit or a god but what how yeah. long ago do you think those incarnations were and what exactly were you a physical incarnation <laughs>
2: yeah so and this is this is also neat because um when you're in that hypnosis state of mind you know you're you're really in that time you're in the time of egypt and so when the practitioner was asking me questions like we're like oh let's let's see your bedroom and then me now as a human in this day and age i know what a bedroom is right but in that regression i said what is that? <laughs> I had crazy. no idea what a bedroom was. And so she had to rephrase the question. She said, Where do you sleep? And then I said, Oh yeah, they give me one of those. So I also I may I slept on the I slept on the floor, but I also slept on like this um like flat just stone, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. Um and I've noticed that when other people go back as the essence of that Egyptian god or being, um, they always come from Plei- uh Pleiadian or Sirius.
1: Oh and
2: wow. so, like Akhenaten. Like those star systems. Yes. Akhenaten is from Sirius. And wow. um to add on to that awesome experience. Um there's a subject that I regressed, and she goes back to the essence of Akhenaten. And so, another person I regressed, he went back as a priest in Amara in Egypt, and he was the um, advisor of Akhenaten. Mm -hmm. And so, it's interesting, but we all know each other, and it really is like the gang is back together again. Yeah, like you're meeting each other
1: again in this lifetime. That's really interesting.
2: And it's interesting because I've met other people that have had lives in Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, I know somebody that I regressed and she was the, the daughter of King Tut. Um, mm-hmm. And another person who who I'm soon to regress. He was also an advisor in Egypt, and so it's interesting how we can look back at those times and resonate with those times. But you also have to think and consider that I only like there's not only one Anubis or one Akhenaten. Um, you know, as the soul journeys and grows, it fractals out. I was going to ask so, that. That's interesting. And so there's many of us actually that have that essence within us already we just don't realize it and it's not awoken yet and so when you start to to awaken yourself to who you were it really awakens to yourself of who you are now because it really resonates now and when you go through these lives these simultaneous lives they add up so say you were a witch in one life um who was very interested in herbs and gardening and cats and um just natural healing but in this life now you're very into that you it resonates right. with you you know you're right. very into gardening naturally you love oils you and you and you can't explain it it's, it's just a passion within you it's it's when you're within your cellular dna It's just who you are, because when we die and when we pass or when we say this body dies and passes Mm
1: -hmm.
2: it, you know, the spirit continues. And then when we're ready to go to to incarnate to a next life, we take all of that knowledge, all of that history, all of that wisdom, even all of the cellular aches and pains um, into the next life. And that's why I say that if someone comes in for a a back or a shoulder problem and it's on the left side, Mm -hmm. that's gonna tell me that that left side, it happened to in a past life. If it's on the right side, it's gonna happen in this current life. And so depending on what you're going through and where it's located in the body or how long you've been going through it, um, it really can determine who you are now as a person and, right. and those blocks. And um, I think looking at those other lives and times is really valuable because it does help you to better understand who you are and why you are the way you are. Because when I was about 15 or 16, I applied for my first job at a funeral home. And oh, that's my mom made, my mom laughed at me. She was like, "What are you doing? You're so crazy." Mm-hmm. I was like, "I don't know why I'm like into this, but it made sense after I realized that I spent a role as Anubis because Oh, cuz you did
1: that I, preparation of the body and the mummification
2: before. Yeah. And and at one time I I used to want to do autopsies and be an embalmer because mm-hmm. there was a time when none of that bothered me. Mm-hmm. But now I don't I don't think I could do that. But, you know, there was a, and it just made sense,
1: just made sense. Wow. That's amazing. So do you think that um, all these people that you're meeting in this lifetime that you, that you either knew or you lived similar times in the past um, that you recognize, do you think there's a purpose for your meeting now? Do you think that, or is it just a coincidence?
2: Um, it's not a coincidence. Everything happens for a reason. And so I feel like if we had a purpose then together in that time, and it was so powerful, we definitely have a reason and a purpose now in this time, and it's got to be powerful. So with my role and mission and path, I'm here to assist people on their awakening, and to assist them through healing and grief, trauma, uh, digging up the dark, addressing the dark parts, and to really embrace that um, to transform it into, into light or to something better. And mainly, you know, to share that wisdom and education that's already within us. And so um, what was your question? I'm sorry. Just, I think I you you
1: kind of answered it. Yeah. Just like, is there a purpose for why you're meeting these okay. people now and, and what is that purpose?
2: Yeah. Come so in. for these Individuals, so the individual that regresses is Akhenaten, Mm -hmm. and that essence of Akhenaten, there's so much truth and history and wisdom that has been hidden and changed and altered with Akhenaten, Mm -hmm. and it's time for him to share his story, because without me guiding him, I mean, I'm sure that that person could could do their own channeling, but the combination of of, of Anubis and Akhenaten, mm-hmm. that friendship that we had in that time, it, it carries over to now, which is really great because we have that capability to be 100% open to each other without judgment. We understand each other completely, and there's just, really again no limits to what can be discussed and so not only is that essence of akhenaten able to share their truth and their history and why they were murdered and who murdered them and you know why they were really here in that time to help with this day and age in egypt you know akhenaten never got to complete their true purpose and mission and path and to get that message out even though he was threatened and even though he knew about it he still continued to live in love and light and share his message and then now he's back to say hey i know what happened to continue this you did and Uh we're going to continue this and we're going to bring this forward again and we're going to try this again And so I'm here to help hold that space and to hold that grounding um, for Akhenaten and even for myself, I think it's really important about Anubis because if you really look at it, we don't know much about Anubis. We don't know the story. We don't know where he came from. We don't know uh, anything about him other than, you know, uh, underworld, death, dying, calming.
1: the underworld, right? He's the one with the the dog face.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. the dog dog face. Uh, so Anubis had a body; it was a human body, mm-hmm. like a man, and then the face was that of a dog, mm-hmm. and or a jackal, if someone would say. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> and so, um, a lot of people don't even know about Anubis's last day. How did he die? Where did he go? I know that stuff. But a lot of people don't know that stuff. And that's another project other than, you know, Conversations with Akhenaten, because that's a book that we're going to be working on. And we're going to be doing more live hypnosis regressions of Conversation with Akhenaten. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our next event, if anybody wants to be there in person or through a Zoom live, you're more than welcome to contact me and we can get you uh, get you there. Um, we're going to be doing that in August in Lake Tahoe of this year of 2023. Right. And then we're also going to be doing the next conversations with Akhenaten in February of 2024 at the conscious life expo in Los Angeles. That event always sells out.
0: It sold out last year.
2: I mean, I don't know always, I can't say (laughs) always, but it sells out. So you just want to be there if you want to be there. Um, but as far as conversations with Anubis, that's another thing that we're going to dig into: is bringing forward that essence of Anubis to communicate and to figure out that truth of what's been hidden and to bring that forward because it's healing.
1: Okay, girl, I'm sorry, I'm losing my mind over here. Like, <laughs> and um, we're we're gonna wrap up soon, and we'll plug you. We'll talk about your book, and we'll talk about the events more for people who are interested. But my, so I grew up, I already kind of told you, um, off the recording, but I grew up, my dad is in an order called Rosicrucianism. And so I grew up on that stuff and it's, it's the, t- it's, I don't want to say secret cause that's not the right word, but you have to go through the lessons yourself and there are 12 degrees and you have to go through these degrees and these lessons yourself and it takes years. So it takes a lot of dedication. So I don't know everything about it. I don't know much about it, but I grew up being very spiritual and open-minded because of that because that's how my dad is and they they their teachings come from Akhenaten that's what they teach and they teach the true history of the world and and you know all this stuff that had to go underground and be hidden for centuries because of you know persecution and wars and all these other things that were going on so I'm I'm sitting here literally losing my mind when you brought up Akhenaten and um and just the the message that he was trying to convey during his lifetime and the fact that you are continuing that message now because I have always felt in my soul that we're living in this really interesting time right now where we're right on the edge of everyone becoming enlightened and everyone being illuminated with the truth. And we're just so close. And um you and I were even discussing this on the phone a couple of days ago and I do believe this that it that things are going to get worse before they get better. Right. So I'm not saying that, Oh, we're on the cusp of it. Everything's going to be amazing, blah, blah, blah. I know, I know we're in for some, some real stuff, right? Like it's going to get worse before it gets better, but we are living in these times, like things are changing finally. And I just think it's so incredible what you just said that you are back because you're continuing that work and you're continuing that message and you're here to guide humanity and not just you there are there are, I'm sure other souls and other people who are here it's kind of uh it's kind of like Dolores Cannon's um theory or message about the great awakening and how there are some people here who are here for their own journey and they're here to learn and they're here to do their thing but there are other people who are here to guide humanity into this great awakening and um I know that you've mentioned before that you believe that you're part of that Great Awakening. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know my purpose, but I do believe in the great awakening and I do believe in all this stuff. And, um, we're going to have to have you on again, Melanie, because we didn't even get to touch on, I mean, there's so much more to discuss. (laughs) Like we're going to just have to do another episode with you so we can talk about Dolores Cannon and all that stuff. But,
2: um, but, and and you know, just before you go further, Mm -hmm. It's not just us that are back from Egypt. there's so many souls that are here from Egypt and they yeah. don't even realize it yeah I totally and, believe that and and they and these are the people that feel drawn to Egypt for and they don't even know why and it's because they they resonate they were a part of that at one point depending on um how strong they feel that's definitely something that they should look at. And you know, there's people that are here from Atlantis, and there's here like so many ancient souls, but there are so many new souls that are coming in from other galaxies and universes that are helping to give us some relief because you know, we're old, we've been here so long, and we've been at this game for so long.
1: And it's been such a struggle (laughs) to get humanity to just wake up and get on the same page, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I totally believe that stuff. Um, And it's funny because I I was watching one of your videos where you said that um, there are a lot of souls here who have had many incarnations. There are a lot of souls here from other galaxies, like you said, who are here to help. But I also think there are a lot of brand new souls too. And that's why there is so much chaos and confusion because they're they're just starting their journey, right? Like they don't know what's going on. But um, we're... We're going to have to end soon, but I do want to ask you one thing because I was a little bit confused. So you say that you have the essence of Anubis and your friend that you channel through has the essence of Akhenaten. I was under the impression that you were accessing their spirit as guides. But are you saying that you actually are incarnations of those those entities or is it both or
2: how does that work? Yeah, so we actually em- embrace and hold that essence within us. Okay. Each, each day, each each waking moment, it's in our it's in our DNA. Yeah.
1: So when you hypnotize her or your, or whoever to go under to answer questions like that, are they just accessing their own knowledge from within, or are they speaking to um, another spirit in the universe? Are they accessing the akashic records? Where does this information come from?
2: Right. That's a really good question. So everything, above. <laughs> is everything, uh, mind, body, spirit, time is linear. So, um, just like we can access another life through past life regression, mm-hmm. um, just to be in that, in that moment, you know, just, just how I was saying, you know, when I regress and I go back as like through a time as a I'm really there i'm in the moment i can feel it i i can speak that language right. i can feel that feeling i can um i i can access that knowledge and i think that is is very unique because how often are we able to access the knowledge that we once had before, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I couldn't do that in a waking state now. there's no way I could do that right now. I would have to be in a in a like trance state of mind or a meditative state of mind right. um, to to go back and do that. Um, but I think it's really really important to say that if someone did not hold the essence of Akhenaten they would not be able to feel as he felt and be as he did and speak as he spoke and see those memories so I mean anybody could regress back to the time of Egypt and observe Akhenaten Mm -hmm. but they are asked to channel an essence or a guide of Akhenaten but I think really to embrace the being and spirit and soul um, and wisdom and knowledge of Akhenaten and those Akashic records of Akhenaten, I think that is where, you know- You have to have what, some connection. Yeah, that, what I'm hearing is like, that's where the diamond is. Like that's where the gem is. Is is, is the access to that Akashic records because I anybody see. can be an observer. Right. Anybody can. And um, that's what's neat. But very few are going to have that real true essence and being of Akhenaten and have access to that information. And so uh, I I know she's not the only one that has that. And I'm not the only one that has that with Mm Anubis. I'm very interested to see and meet other people, though, who have that connection with those, because if we could do a regression, that'd be awesome to figure out. And, and that's kind of on my list is to ask more about those fractal lives. And uh, Dolores Cannon also talked about those fractal lives, you know, where we all branch off from somewhere, we're all connected, we're all one. And so I want to ask more about that specifically, off of your question, you know, it's like, well, how do how we does that work? <laughs> how do we have that essence you know how you know how is it that we can bring that essence forward and and those are even questions that i still have that i'm going to be asking and through the conversations with akhenaten book it'll be just that of a conversation i'll be bringing um, akhenaten forward and we'll be talking about the whole life of Akhenaten you know the childhood where they're from the the purpose the family
0: yeah.
2: uh, the mission uh, King Tut um, Nefertiti um, missions all up until the day he died um, but we'll also look at other different perspectives which is really neat so if you have other questions you can send them over
1: yeah absolutely and i'm i'm gonna be if i can't make it in person i'm for sure gonna be live streaming your event um just another comment you know i believe that this physical material world is a reflection of the real world right the real universe and spiritual world out there but it's almost like you know how you procreate and you have children and you, they have children and it keeps going on and on and on, but you can always, you can trace back your lineage to, you know, your ancestors off of your family tree or whatever, it's it's almost like that. It's like soul, how I've always believed in soul families and that souls kind of travel in packs together and and it's almost mm-hmm. like that. It's like you're branching off of one original soul or entity and you keep fra- like that's just an interesting theory i had never really heard of it before but that you can fracture into different souls and kind of branch out almost like you have children and then they have children and it, it keeps going on and on so that's very fascinating i would right. like to m- know more about that too if you could bring it up in your next yeah. session
2: <laughs> and ask for well, you me just <laughs> share a little now um like we all are like we all resonate at a certain frequency and right. so whether it's high vibration or low vibration, we all have a mixture of both. And so that's why we resonate with certain people. And right. we gravitate towards certain people. So that soul group. Yes.
1: <laughs> right. And science is just that's another exciting thing about living in this time because science is just now finally being able to sort of explain these things and sort of venturing into this spiritual stuff. But um quantum quantum physics and quantum all that quantum science I don't understand it personally but I know that they're literally just now trying to understand what matter actually is and they're just now realizing that matter is it's what you said earlier matter is energy it's not these physical material things that we touch and we feel and we see they're not actually physical real things it's energy and it's just vibrating at its own frequency and it's it's exactly what you were just saying it's crazy but the crazy part is that science is finally starting to be able to explain it and and proving us right basically (laughs) so it's a very exciting time to be alive um melanie like i said we're gonna have to have you on for another episode because i definitely want to get into the anubis thing i don't know much about anubis personally i know many out there probably don't know much about him Akhenaten, all this stuff, all these past lives. I mean, this conversation was just so fascinating. I didn't really touch on almost anything that I wanted to touch on. So we'll definitely have to have you on again. Um, This was a great conversation. You're wonderful to talk to. And um, just before we get off the episode, is there anything I know you wanted to talk about your book? Uh, you already kind of mentioned the event in Tahoe and then the other one in L.A., but if you want to just say it again so anyone who's interested, they can they can ask you or they can ask me, um, go ahead. <laughs>
2: sure. Yeah, so the next Conversations with Akhenaten event is going to be August twenty sixth, two 2023. It's going to be on a Saturday, 3 p.m. Pacific mm-hmm. in Lake Tahoe, California, and it is limited to 12 in-person spots only. And if you want a Zoom live stream that's also available, there are tickets for both. Um, You can find my website at www.quantumdisclosureproject.com. And you can find my other website, www.starseedsanctuaryinternational.com. You can find services, uh, events, podcasts. Um, Other interviews, all other events, um, tickets, contact, everything on there. Um, My book is called Quantum Disclosure Project, Revelations 1, The Beginning. That means there's going to be Revelations 2 and 3 and 4 and et cetera. (laughs) Um, The beginning is really about clients that have come to me over the last five years since I've stepped into this role as a hypnotherapist. these are people that have come to me and that have gone back to different ancient hidden sacred times and so it could be biblical it could be the big bang it could be with dinosaurs the beginning of jesus nephilim um extraterrestrials um there's there's many topics including predictions of the future possible timelines um the that book Got number one in education and research on Amazon. So you can find that oh, on wow. Amazon through paperback, hardback, and ebook. And um, I'm working on the second Revelations 2 Evolution. So it's going to be the Evolutions of Things.
0: Okay. And
2: I'm also working on Conversations with Akhenaten book and the Conversations with Anubis book. So there's. There's things in the background that are being put to use, but those are the those are the three main ones. But there are many many works. <laughs> other things I'm working on, such as little documentary short films. Because um, if you follow and subscribe on the YouTube channel, which is at Quantum Disclosure Project,
1: mm-hmm. you'll
2: find um, new videos that I'm going to be releasing. They're going to be audio clips and like film versions of past life regressions i've done okay i'm going to be releasing one where the gentleman was an advisor in amara egypt and he was the advisor of akhenaten and in that session it's kind of cool because um he talks about anubis and being friends with anubis and what him and anubis used to do and yeah. Uh, as friends. And so it, it's really neat to see and explore different bits of information as it comes through.
1: And that was a really cool story that you told me because um, and correct me if I'm getting some of this wrong, but you were basically you were holding an event and you were um, using your friend um, as a conduit to speak to Akhenaten. And this man was just in the audience. Like, you never met him before. You didn't know him in this lifetime. But he actually posed the question to you, asking you about how Akhenaten was murdered. And he he wound up um, introducing himself as the priest, right, in that lifetime. So he was just drawn to your event. You guys didn't know each other. But he was someone that you were able to recognize from that lifetime, correct?
2: Yeah. So the um, there's actually... Uh, Akhenaten had different priests and so the separately a different priest back in February we had the conversations with Akhenaten event at the Conscious Life Expo in LA Mm -hmm. and that was very very powerful even for me because I didn't know what to expect and those types of things I do not Um, I don't pre-plan for it. There's no pre-topic. There's no pre-questions. It's just whatever happens. Whatever information comes. And and so during that session, I had um, opened the audience for, for any questions they wanted to ask. So they were bringing me their questions on paper as they would write them and i was the one doing the the asking so i was asking akhenaten these questions and then he would answer those to the audience well i had come across this piece of paper that i couldn't really read the handwriting um it looked almost like it was written nervously or maybe i didn't know if they just didn't have like a surface to write on or maybe they wrote it quickly um but it took me a moment to figure out what it said and once i figured that out uh part of me felt, you know, I can't ask this question. This person has to ask this question. So I asked who wrote the question and I called them forward. And um, the question that they had asked Akhenaten, well, it was just very plain and simple. It was, who was your killer? And so me being the person that read the paper and the only other person that read the paper I was kind of taken back and confused because he didn't say everything that was on the paper. Um, He he just shortened it to who was your killer. And so I was very curious to see what would happen. Mm -hmm. And Akhenaten uh, had spoken and had said, you were one of my advisors in Egypt and you were blamed for my murder. And you know you did not you were you did not kill me. And oh wow, you know, at so this he was point, actually able to
1: answer as Akhenaten and reassure yes. this man that oh wow, okay,
2: yes, yeah. So that's what we do during these live events. Um, the subject, I I will regress them uh, live in front of the audience, and they are able to communicate and speak with Akhenaten uh, right, right then and there in real time. So, in this in this space, you know that man got very emotional, and even I was taken back because on that paper it said, "I was your advisor in Egypt, and I was blamed for your death, and you wow. know who's your killer." And so it was a confirmation for me, and that man at the same time. And by the end of the event there were people there that had received instantaneous healing from Akhenaten directly. And by that, I mean, Akhenaten had done a energetic scan of the room. And from there, he was able to figure out, you know, who has a major headache, ailments, one by one, who has a major headache, and then healed this lady's headache. The next thing was who has foot problems, three three women with foot problems came up one by one and akhenaten was able to hold their hand speak egyptian language to them tell them what's going on with their foot when it happened why it happened and that why they need to let it go and and they're healed by the time they go back to their seat and so at the very end of that uh event people were hugging crying embracing each other um and it's 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 a magical event that it's not I don't think you're gonna see anywhere else. Yeah. So if you can make it, try to be there because you'll be able to ask Akhenaten questions yourself and you'll right. be able to um if if you need any healing, like if if he picks up on something, then it's appropriate to heal it at the, and give it attention at that time. Well, I would love
1: to be there. My only issue is timing. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to swing the dates. But like I said, if I can't make it in person, I'm for sure going to be there on the live stream observing. And then I'm definitely going to try to make it to your next event. So everyone listening, um, look up this um, event. You can contact Melanie directly on her Instagram. You have a Facebook, correct?
2: Yes, I do. It's just my first and last name on Facebook. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay. uh, Melanie Aguirre. That's A-G-U-I-R-R-E. And then, again, her YouTube channel, Quantum Disclosure Project and Starseed Solutions, for anyone who just wants to check that out, Um, try to make it to the event. It sounds like it's going to be amazing. Hopefully, you'll be there and you'll see me there. And um, I had one more thing I wanted to... To say, but I guess I guess we covered, you know, your book, the event. So yeah. yeah. Melanie, it was so great to have you on. Um there's just one last thing, just just a short little sure. thing before I let you go. So we were talking about your name before we started the call. Can you yeah. just tell everyone what your name means and and how you got that name?
2: <laughs> <laughs> sure. So my name, Melanie Aguirre, is my birth name. It's my dad named me and um Spanish descent Aguirre and it means open space and the first name Melanie M- Melon, Milan we know means dark or darkness mm-hmm. so and together my name means dark open space and ever since I was okay. young I've just been drawn to darkness like paranormal um horror movies right different stories and just so <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like it was meant to be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's such a and great it's name for fitting, you.
2: It's very fitting. It's very suiting, yeah. with a connection with Anubis. It just kind of that's
1: true too. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. So, why? So it means dark open space. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. I hope we can have you on again soon, um, or you know, even after the event in Tahoe. And Melanie, yep. thank you so much. This was such an amazing conversation. I know everyone's gonna love you, <laughs> and I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. Um, and if there's if there's nothing else, if there's anything you want to add, you can. And otherwise, we'll
2: sure. See you next time. I guess I could ask, or not ask, but I guess I can leave a last message. I guess just for anybody that's curious to learning more about other lives and times, um, if they are looking for a QHHT practitioner, um, I do these sessions in person. And so you are welcome to come visit me in New Mexico. I do have an office. If you are unable to travel, I also offer online remote uh, hypnosis regressions. Um, I do other forms of hypnosis, uh, but I I um, can offer online. And if you need any other services, I'm available. But if you also really wanna try QHHT and you can't make it to me, you can always go to qhhtofficial.com, and you can find a practitioner in your area. And that way, um, you know you you have a, you have a good um, option for other practitioners that might might be closer. Uh, Some practitioners are offering free intern sessions, practice sessions, as they grow and expand their practice and their skills. Mm -hmm. So some people give away free sessions. So if you're able to even just to kind of dip your toes into the water and figure out what is hypnosis, um, you can do that. Or I even also offer introduction to hypnosis online as well. So. If you okay. need any of that, I'm available. And I can also assist with psychic abilities workshops and mentorship. And so you'll find more of my services on my website at starseedsanctuaryinternational.com.
1: So that was starseedsanctuaryinternational.com?
2: Yes. <clears throat> okay. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you want to learn more about the Quantum Disclosure Project or to be, you know, to donate or to be a volunteer, Which, you know, I'm also open to if anybody wants to be a volunteer for the project Mm -hmm. um, to do any multi-dimensional diving research. um, I'm also open to that. And that is just at quantumdisclosureproject.com.
1: Perfect. You are going to be hearing from me soon, Melanie. I am definitely (laughs) going to take you up on that and hopefully see you soon for my own session. Yeah, It'd be great. So yeah, everybody, check Melanie out. International dot com. Did I get that right? And yes. Quantum Disclosure Project. All right, Melanie, thank you so much. You were great. This was You're amazing. Welcome. Thank you. Yep. And we'll have you on again, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. So.
2: Yes, I look forward to it. Thank you. Me too. Thank you, thank you,
1: thank you so much. Okay. I am Buzz Aldrin, and I was the lunar vitro-pilot on Apollo 11. 5, 4, 3,
0: 2, 1, 0, all engine running. Liftoff, we have a liftoff, 32 minutes past the hour. Lift off on Apollo 11. I
1: believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the earth. No single space project in this period will be more impressive to mankind or more important for the long range exploration of space. And none will be so difficult or expensive to accomplish. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. The truth is that we've never proved one, but there are things flying around up there that we haven't fully identified yet. And keep in mind, there are basically a billion galaxies in an ever-expanding universe. I mean, you can't even get your mind around the sheer number of things that are out there.
0: People still take seriously trying to investigate and figure out what that is. There are, uh, there's footage and records of objects in the skies that we don't know exactly what they are. We can't explain uh, how they moved, their trajectory, they, they did not have um, an easily explainable pattern. When it, when it comes to aliens, uh, there are some things I just can't tell you.